Hello, you are tuned in to Very Loose Women. I'm Esther and I'm here with Leo. Hi. Soyla. Hello. Beth. Hi. And our wonderful guest, Cassie Layton. Hello. Who I'm very excited to welcome to the show. Welcome, 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 Cassie. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about creativity. What is it? What is it? (laughs) Is it something? (laughs) Big struggle. Is it something we are or something we do? How do we unlock it? How do we block it? (laughs) Nice. Thank you. That was quite, you know, had an intentional rhyme. Yeah. Mm, Thank you very much. And crucially, how do we rediscover it when it goes astray? Mm. Those are the questions. This is the place to get the answers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving the style. Thank you. Feel very Paxman. But first, we're going to start with celebrations and or frustrations. So, Leo, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So you might all remember, if I mentioned this on the show, Mm. that in July, I got very drunk. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that. But I basically, a lot of friends came to my house. They didn't drink a lot, but I guzzled away about two bottles of white wine, which, like, no disrespect to my friends who brought those bottles of white wine and to myself who also brought one. But they were very cheap, and I got very, very sick, and I spent the whole evening vomiting including on my girlfriend's arm so no yeah was that yes yes when you were at my house indeed (laughs) i got when i so like they all left and i actually no before everyone left i was like okay i'm gonna go have a shower now obviously i don't remember this and also before that i was like i'm just gonna lie on the floor so i don't know clearly i wasn't there were other bits that keep popping up you know as they do like months later anyhow the next day my girlfriend was like you have never been to London Pride, you have to come. And I was like, I'd been vomiting all night and I felt really ill. And then Pride is like, this sort of atmosphere is alcohol. Like it stinks of alcohol in the Mm. street in Soho. So like on top of being super ill, that sort of made me more ill. And ever since that time, every time I've gone near alcohol, even really lovely alcohol, I've just wanted to vomit again. And today... I had a whole glass of the bramble thing. What was the bramble thing, John? It has like a special bramble name. It's sort of Prosecco. <laughs> I think it's and... a bramble. <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? A special bramble yeah, name. Yeah, anyway, I had one of those and I feel fine. I'm particularly chatty. So. <laughs> it's going to be a good show. Perfect. Yeah, well, that's great news because, you know, when you when you when when the wagon, you know, crashes like that, we've all been there, haven't we? It's not easy to recover it. And sometimes, you know, that's me in Southern Comfort. I get it. I yeah. feel you. I'm yeah, glad I'm, that you're back. I am back. Not that I was away. No, I, was I think just you're away, always here. Away from alcohol. Mm. Yeah, all yeah. good. All good things. Soida? I'm going to celebrate my new jacket, actually, which I wore today and is in the back of the room. But it looks very grey. But it's a reflective jacket. So, you know, like when you shine a light on it, it yes. like beams, like really beams. And I just think it's a great jacket. And <laughs> I had some trouble with it because the first time I ordered it, I was like, OK, going to go with style, which is oversized, ordered an extra large. It was so big, which mm. is something I tend to do a lot. But you see, I know know what you mean. There's the oversized look, which is a valid look. And there's tiled wearing, uh, (laughs) you know, dad's shoes kind of big. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I sent it back and I got uh, two sizes down. So I thought, you know, we'll we'll try that. Um, It still feels a bit big, but very warm, very reflective. Mm. Very pleased. So do you feel safe in it? Oh, yeah, you can see me coming. (laughs) I have to say, uh, I did very much see Sila coming when I met her earlier. Very safety, very safety conscious. Mm. I commend Mm. you for that. A beacon of of light. (laughs) Quite literally. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wonderful. That's what the city needs. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Beth? My celebration is that I recently got a new job, not a full-time job. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thanks. A new little radio job at another station. Woo-hoo. So that's very exciting. Oh, brilliant. What is it? It's a producer job. Fabulous. Yeah, on a Sunday for this show that's like a weekly countdown show. So now I have an excuse to just spend my whole week on Twitter. So that's fun. Excellent. (laughs) Wonderful. Is it anything to do with Countdown? As in, da 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 da? No. Okay. That was really good, Esther. Do you know what? Maybe I should try and weave that in somehow. That's what I feel like. It was my ringtone for ages. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. That sounds like unnecessary pressure you're putting on yourself. Yeah, I know. It is. It is. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank That's you. great news. You'll be fab. And Cassie, celebration or frustration? I think a frustration. Um, a frustration. So in the house that I've just moved to with my partner, the toilet doesn't flush properly. Oh, I'm so sorry. And <laughs> and <laughs> last night, um, you know, me and my partner had <laughs> set aside some time for each other. And he came back to the house and he was very distressed because he saw a poo floating in the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> and in the end, you know, to cut a long story short, our time together was ruined <laughs> as a result of the sight of the poo. Wow. I really didn't expect this. <laughs> That's truly probably one of the saddest frustrations I've ever had on the show. <laughs> I am so sorry about this. I feel like it's an important step in any relationship. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, has it it brought you closer? Do you think in other ways? Well, it's weird because I I think like my relationship with the floating poos is that it's quite. (laughs) I find them quite funny. Because I don't think I'm very squirmish. My parents are both doctors, so I feel like I grew up with a very not squeamish at all. Mm. That feels very just like normal bodily function. Poo, poo, isn't mm. it? Yeah. It, it was my poo. <laughs> <laughs> is that the question? Your poo. Oh, I think she said poo is poo. <laughs> I said poo's poo, sorry. not whose poo. I thought you said whose poo is it? <laughs> oh well, it's your poo. <laughs> That would have been a, a really bold thing to say on air, Sola. Our wonderful guest. Whose poo was it? <laughs> That's oh definitely, goodness. there's a show in that. There's a show in that and it's happening in 2020. <laughs> Whose poo is it anyway? <laughs> well, so sorry about that, everyone. We digress. Yes, but you're right, poo is poo. Mm. And, um... <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> that's the show, yeah. Thank you and good night. <laughs> oh, wow. How are we going to come back from this one? As to what sure. How am I going to come back? I don't know where to go from here, guys. I feel so giddy. So mine was actually a frustration as well. Just to um, bring the mood down. <laughs> um, I was walking... It's a bit of a weird one, but I was walking along Tower Bridge, which mm. I'll never think that that's not going to open when I'm crossing it. <laughs> like, every time I'm like, this is when I die. <laughs> and this is when I put into practice all those swimming lessons. What a lessons. way to go, though. I know. It's so dramatic. <laughs> the bridge opened and bridge I just fell, <laughs> fell through it. And I was just trying to save some money on travel. <laughs> that's why I did it. So it was, <laughs> it was a really savvy move from me. But there was a man approaching me and the bottom half of his body was like sort of disguised by a wall and I could see that he was like holding something in front of him that was like had a sort of kind of black lead so I thought oh it's going to be a dog and I was so excited for this dog to bound into my arms (laughs) on the bridge it's a bloody suitcase guys (laughs) it's a suitcase so he rolls this suitcase towards me and I by this point had sort of started to walk towards him quite actively (laughs) expecting this dog (laughs) 
So he was like, um, uh, excuse me. Because <laughs> I sort of bout, like did actually barge into him because I thought he was going to have a dog. And when I saw it was a suitcase, so I just said, lovely suitcase. <laughs> Which is so weird. So weird. So weird. So um, it's a frustration because it wasn't the dog. But yeah, yeah. in a way, celebration that Londoners talk to each other. Or, nice suitcase there. Yeah, yeah, really nice. <laughs> anyway, as you were. He was probably so threatened by the fact that you even like commented on the suitcase. You're so. right, Beth, because that's one thing that I get called a lot is threatening. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply threatening character. So anyway, thanks for all of those guys. Yeah. So we're going to get into our topic today. So how do we block and unlock creativity? We've got the wonderful Cassie Layton here with us. So she's a transdisciplinary artist who specialises in performing and composing. As a performer, she's toured all over the world and performed at venues in London such as the Barbican, the Young Vic and the Royal Court. She's now currently finishing her Masters in Music at Goldsmiths and also her first solo record, um, which she recorded and produced herself under the moniker Tulip Wonder. I met Cassie at a group that she actually set up to work through the Artist Way together. It's a sort of 12-week course that guides you through the process of recovering your creative self, which I'd argue we all have. So welcome, firstly. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So firstly, how did you first come across the Artist Way? And it would be great to know like, how it's helped you with your own creativity, because obviously you do so many wonderful things, and they're all quite different. So how's the Artist Way been useful to you? So I first came across the artist's way, I think, probably about seven years ago, um, shortly after I left drama school. I think I was in a bit of a low place, feeling a bit lost about my profession. And a friend recommended the artist's way as a way of working through some of the things I was struggling with mm. to deal with the acting industry, specifically the act of the morning pages, which is a process of waking up each morning and writing three pages of stream of consciousness. So I, I bought the book and I started doing that, but I didn't get beyond week one. But I did, for a number of months, do this activity of writing stream of consciousness every morning, and I found it super helpful. But then I think it was about, yeah, sort of six years or five years after that, where... Again, similarly feeling feeling a bit lost, a bit low about my profession, which isn't a running theme in my life, by the way. But it's interesting, I think, what comes into your life at different moments mm. where you feel like you need guidance. You know, I've found something can get given to you that helps you uh, guide the way. So I, I just moved in with a friend. I was in between homes and I'd packed most of my things to send them up to Yorkshire. So I had very little a little of my own things with me and I wasn't quite sure where I was going to live or what was going to happen in the next few months but I bumped into an actor who I'd worked with a really lovely actor called Priyanka Burford and I remembered previously that she'd spoken about the artist's way and when I bumped into her in Waterloo Station she was talking to me having done one of these meet-up groups for, t for over a year they'd worked wow. through the 12-week process meeting up each month to discuss their findings and she'd said it totally transformed her life and that she'd never been happier in her profession that whole load of opportunities had opened themselves to her and that actually she finally felt like she could sort of take herself seriously as an artist and it just so happened that that was I bought that book again to give to this friend that I was staying with as a gift and when I'd got to his house he was like oh I'm sorry I actually already own this so I had one book with me at that moment when I met her and we were discussing a lot of things to do with our yeah 
profession and I sort of was confiding in her saying I was feeling a bit lost I was at this junction I wasn't quite sure what to do and she mentioned this thing about the artist when I was like that feels very significant because that's mm. the only book that I have in my possession at the moment so it then started this 12-week process of me working through it individually and it did change my life it was working through that I managed to release a lot of negativity that I think I'd harboured about my current profession but it also set me on the path of trying to pursue music uh, seriously and not just as a hobby and I then applied to Goldsmiths to do the Masters so it was a real (coughs) course correct and felt like yeah the process of working through that brought me much closer to what my artistic truth is and not what I felt I maybe was doing which was sort of adhering to an external idea of what I should have been doing Mm. if that makes sense Um, absolutely so it sounds like it made a real difference at quite a key point for you yeah absolutely it really did the book is sort of structured where you do this stream of consciousness writing every morning but there are a lot of exercises to work through each week and it's a sort of therapeutic kind of excavatory journey of coming closer to yourself and what your wants are and your creative impulses and you know not the ones that maybe your family have sort of you know laid out for you but of actually like getting to the core of what your heart is telling you to do and what you feel is right for you so yeah it absolutely felt like it brought me closer to that and I feel much more centered in my creative self than I ever have been well that's amazing I mean from the sounds of it you were doing quite a lot kind of on your own at the time and lots of that kind of solo thinking and you've got this group that you're facilitating through it which is how how we know each other because yes. I I'm part of that group and I'm interested to know how you found doing it on your own and then doing it as part of a group and what the differences you found because I imagine that some of the time it's quite lonely when you're thinking actually trying to make something work that isn't a sort of traditional career in some senses Mm -hmm. or is this something I want to make a hobby or more or is this so there's so many questions to ask yourself so I guess asking them just on your own can be a bit lonely so how did you find the group aspect of that? I think definitely when I decided to make the Artist Way group I felt really ready having done the solo version of that work to bring it into a, a wider group of people and it's super important I think to do that sort of work you know, that personal work on your own, I, you know, a bit like therapy and group therapy, they're both super useful, but they both offer different things. And I don't think one can really replace the other. But definitely in the group setting, um, compared to doing it on my own, the most amazing thing I found is the sense of community and connectedness and how similar everyone's struggles and problems are. I, I think, you know, as one gets older you realize that human struggles are essentially quite similar definitely but definitely as a young person I didn't feel that um but sort of entering into this way of working and you know having therapeutic practices and reading self-help books you realize that humans are all quite similar put in a given situation most of us respond in quite similar ways even if we have our own sort of personal reactions to things but it's been great to listen to everyone's struggles and feel really supported in that and you know the forum of the 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 setup of the artist way forum is that everyone sort of takes it in turns to talk about their findings over the month and what they've been going through but it's become a very free process where people may not have done the exercises that month and they just talk about what's been going on for them anything they're trying to work through at the moment and it does feel 
almost like a kind of artist group therapy. Mm. Although not everyone there is necessarily artists in terms of doing it as a career. People well, are, yeah, that was one of the things yeah. that struck me is that a, a lot of the people in the group, and this sort of goes for the theme today broadly, that, you know, is creativity, is it something just for artists? Is it something only artists are? But actually, from, I'm, I mean, my job at the time, I think I just stopped you know, working in market research <laughs> when I joined the group. And I was sort of, I tried like stand up once, I think, and um, was just like, oh, there's things I want to do. But I was quite nervous. I thought, oh, is this something that could apply to me mm. as well? But actually what I've come to realise as being part of your group, which you so wonderfully facilitate, is that actually like it's really in the doing of something different. It's just if you've got that thought in your gut, oh, maybe I do want to try that thing, whatever it is but you're nervous too and there's barriers too and maybe you don't feel confident too but actually that fire's there you're just not entertaining it and that group was kind of all going yeah me too yeah same actually yeah so it was like a nice sort of reminder as you say we're all kind of struggling with the same stuff and a lot of it was to do with confidence as well yeah but to the crew to the very loose women would you guys sort of say that you're creative would you describe yourself that way I think it's a difficult one, really, Mm. because I might look at everything I do, especially in the media industry, and think, well, what I do is probably less creative. But at the same time, it does involve, like, thinking about it. Well, it involves um, set dressing. It involves thinking about how a shot might look on on the telly, how this might sound, how should this clip play into the next one. It's it's that kind of thing, and it's, you know, oh, actually, yeah, I do have to... Think, I think about that in such a way that it's, you know, how can we do it differently? How can we make it say something else or that kind of thing? And, and I think creativity is not just limited to, you know, or, or artistry is not just limited to kind of one thing. Definitely. It's, it's a whole range of things. And I think sometimes we forget that, oh, no, because I do this nine to five job or because mm. I have to be very professional or have to dress a certain way or blah, blah, blah. Just because you're not doing something that might be typically creative doesn't mean you're not being creative. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. What do you think, Beth? I agree with that. I think it kind of links into this thing where we live in this culture where we work so much that like our job becomes our identity and it's not necessarily like I think just because you're not doing like a typically creative job it doesn't mean you're not a creative person and yeah you need to use creativity for like most things Mm. I think creativity is just kind of seeing connections in things basically and you need to do that for a lot of things even in like physics or maths yeah it's Mm -hmm. you're not an artist but you've got to be really creative to like put those things together and Mm -hmm. see like the similarities in things So, yeah, I think everyone's got to be creative a little bit, really. I've had a sort of convoluted relationship with creativity. Mm. Initially, when I was about 17 or 18, I put it on this huge pedestal. (laughs) And I grew up in France. I feel like that's relevant. But I was a bit of a purist (laughs) about it. And... And I remember getting to university and be like, oh, people who are doing science and maths, I just can't relate to them. There's no point trying to be friends with them. Like, I remember having that thought, which I'm 31 now. I'm just like, what was I thinking? That's a completely absurd thing to think. Like, I don't want to be scientist friends. Yeah, like, (laughs) what is wrong with you? And then obviously, as I grew up, I was like, that was very short-sighted. And I also made friends in the sciences, earth sciences, so it's fine. (laughs) Neutral ground. But I remember thinking when I was doing Very Loose Women, like first edition, 
that we were discussing this and that the most important things to me were like, as long as I find creativity and love, we're all fine. And I had these like very lofty ideas, which is very sweet. I was 17. I feel like we need to put that in context. And then I found this group called The Failed Novelist, which sounds a lot like your group. It was a support network for people who like needed to express something and didn't know how. We all had written stuff as kids or teenagers. That was the linking point. We'd read out stuff that we'd written a long time ago, and then it sort of blurred into stuff we were writing now. And then I ended up writing a novella out of it, out of just wow. someone suggesting an idea. And then you just turn up, and then you just end up writing. And I had a lot of... It's a terrible book, but um, <laughs> it's very, very bad. But I got it out, and it felt good. And then once I'd done that, I just thought, I'm done now. I can... I And I realised that focusing on things I had to say made me hurt a lot and so I just started that's when I got into journalism I just wanted to tell other people's stories get out of my stories I can do it like this sort of nonchalantly but if I start thinking about it there's too much pain and I do not want to go there mm. so I just sort of cut it off and then I found music and I'm wearing my drumming jumper this this morning <laughs> evening uh, everything's fine <laughs> um, and I'm finding drumming because it's so immediate like the immediacy of drumming it doesn't have all of that internalization that I was used to associating with creativity I'd always thought I'd be a filmmaker or a writer or these things that have intense like going into different parts of my brain but drumming has this immediacy to it that takes up a sort of mindful part of my brain and it feels so good and you're doing it immediately with other people and there's just nothing like in the world and that's very creative and I think I was initially very narrow-minded with a specific conception of what I thought creativity was of this like I must expose human truths mm -hmm. and no you just need to enjoy yourself on the moment and have a good time and make sure other people are having a good time and that's already so much and that became like my new approach to it it sounds like it's so subjective because it it's is, kind of yeah. like what it means to all of us and how our brains work and mm -hmm. what what feels right. Like you talk about the immediacy thing. I totally get that with comedy as in like that's the thing that I think appeals to the immediacy of the feedback. If you're putting something out there, then it's the, the fact that you instantly know whether it's died a death, which has <laughs> definitely happened <laughs> quite a few times, or whether it's sort of resonated and it's that like kind of the immediacy of it is what that's an outlet for me I guess in some ways but it sounds like it could be so different for so many different people and that's that's great mm. so we're unfortunately running swiftly out of time oh, no. I know hasn't it flown oh my yeah. yeah well thank you so much for joining us Cassie um, it's been a joy to have you so exciting to hear all about the Tulip Wonder project if you fancy hearing about what Cassie's working on she can actually sneak you some demos just email Tulip Wonder that's T-O-U-L-I-P W-O-N-D-E-R at gmail.com and the full record though will be released at some point in 2020 so yes. please keep your eyes peeled for that we'll um, have you back on the show maybe for that yes. yeah and then it can be the intro music <gasps> and oh, the outro yeah. music oh my gosh absolutely we'd love nothing more we could yeah. be your backing singers no, you wouldn't want that you wouldn't want that I'm so sorry to even suggest <laughs> and thank you to the wonderful Very Loose Women thanks Leo Soiler Beth thank you John and Resonance 104.4 FM for engineering and hosting us you can listen to all of our episodes on Acast Spotify Apple Pods and Google and give us a follow until next time goodbye <laughs>